business has two purposes. One is to create goods and services for your customers so that their life flourishes in the way that God intended. And the second is to create meaningful work for your employees. Welcome to BAM Perspectives, a conversation about different business as mission perspectives to help build and challenge yours. As BAM Canada, we believe in kingdom impact through profitable and sustainable business using a quadruple bottom line approach. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Over to our host, BAM Canada co-founder, Carrie Ann Ballantyne. Today, we have the privilege to bring you a conversation with Tim Chan, business coach and marketing consultant at Coracle Coaching and Consulting. Welcome, Tim. We're so glad to have you join us today. Thanks, Carrie. Glad to uh, chat with you today. Yeah, I'm excited to have you share more about your experiences, your perspectives, what you've learned, uh, what you're learning, all that fun stuff. And so uh, let's jump in today and uh, right to the converse, uh, the question, sorry, of how were you first exposed to the concept of missional business, business's mission, however we want to jump into that, and uh, how has that impacted your life? Yeah, thanks for that question. Well, I was first exposed to it about 10 years ago. Um, I was working for a missions organization as a missionary at that point uh, with a business ministry. And I was working with young professionals, uh, teaching them how to do evangelism and discipleship in the workplace. And how I got started there was that I had worked in a small business before, but as a Christian and was really wrestling with how do I integrate um, faith and work. And so I ended up joining this ministry, this missions organization, um, and starting to work there. Um, but I really didn't do that well there. I went through several seasons of depression. And looking back at that time, I was really trying to be kind of a quote and unquote missionary, um, mm -hmm. doing all the things that a missionary should be doing. But uh, I wasn't doing a good job. Um, mm -hmm. And it's because God didn't create me that way. And I have all these evangelists in my life. My father's evangelist, um, the person I worked really closely with, my boss, he was a great evangelist, but I'm not. And I was trying to emulate them thinking that that was the best thing for me, but it wasn't. And so I went through this um, time, a wilderness, um, just trying to figure out what to do with my life, whether to stay with a missions organization or not. And as I was working with a lot of young professionals, I got the feedback from them that they were looking for a more holistic way of living, um, not just thinking about how do I share the gospel in my workplace? Um, how do I you know, get my colleagues or, or customers or suppliers to, to come to evangelistic events? And that really was the heart of our ministry. To uh, check the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to check yeah. the box, to say the prayer. Um, but I think I felt like, and a lot of people felt like, yeah, there's a more holistic way to do work and to do business. And so I went on my own journey to try to figure out, you know, what are different Christian understandings of business. And so this is where I came across BAM. There's a huge, I guess, thick, almost textbook-like book about BAM. It was like everything about BAM. And I did a lot of other reading as well. And I came across maybe three or four different models, Christian models of doing business. And right. BAM was one of them. Nice. 
So that's, uh, did you read the whole thick book or <laughs> did you make I it I read of it? some of it, but it was, it was quite dense. And I think yeah. as I read it, I, I started understanding what it was uh, and I disagreed with it. I was like, no, this is not how mm. I feel like business should be. And right. back then, I think the definition of BAM was using business as a way to get into closed countries so mm -hmm. that you can share the gospel and do evangelism. And really yeah. it was a cover to get into mm -hmm. closed countries. And to me, having a business background, working in business, having a business degree, I felt like, no, there's yeah. something empty about that approach because it doesn't value the business in itself, the yeah. making of products, the creating of services. Mm -hmm. And so as an alternate understanding of that, I came across Jeff Van Duzer's book, why business matters to God. And mm. he outlines a vision Such for a business. Book. Oh, it yeah. is. Yeah. He outlines his vision of business that just a lot more compelling for me. Mm. Uh, and that vision for business is business has two purposes. One is to create goods and services for your customers so that their life flourishes in the mm -hmm. way that God intended. And the mm -hmm. second is to create meaningful work for your employees so that they can um, live out their calling is kind of my interpretation of that. Yeah. And so that ended up being kind of the, the um, vision and the purpose of business that most compelled me that I felt called to. And so I, I ended up leaving um, missions work and starting my own business, which ended up being Coracle Marketing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the the storyline that flows in through there and the different, I'm sure there's many highs and lows and all the fun things in there. Um, but yeah, the, the, the beauty of seeing business in that perspective and that in that light is that you're seeing that God actually has intrinsic value in business. And what does that look like? And yeah, I think you bring up a great point as well. Um, there have been and there still are some um, people that see the fruit of what uh, missional business as even in restricted access areas, they see the fruit of it and go, okay, I'm going to get a, a shell company of some kind to be able to just be there because that's what's most important, but missing yeah. out on this huge piece of creating um, environments of employment and um, just wages and, and all the beauty that can come from business as you mm -hmm. actually outwork that. And even some of the, uh, just the definitions of what we use for business's mission is it has to be true, profitable business. <laughs> That's one of the things that we start with is, are you actually making money? Because if it's not, there's not even a conversation to start, right? <laughs> it is not a business. <laughs> what were some of maybe those pieces as you're reading um, that uh, that the book uh, by Van Duzer, I'm forgetting his first name. Yeah, Jeff Van Duzer. <laughs> Jeff Van Duzer, yeah. As you're reading that, what were some of those aha moments that you were having? Yeah, I think it's really understanding what is God's mission in the world, in our world, and what is our part to play in it. And I feel like, I grew up in a church, uh, in a Christian environment, and I feel like our understanding, my community's understanding of God's mission has mm -hmm. broadened over time. At the beginning, it was, you know, God and Jesus, they're here to save souls. Uh, and so it's get people into heaven. That's the most important thing. And that right. is God's sole purpose, sole mission 
And if that's the case, everything else is secondary. So what you study in school is secondary, the actual work that you do is secondary, and everything is kind of going to feed that purpose. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, and probably part of it is, is a deeper understanding of what the Bible says in our my own theology, but part of it is from experience as well and trying to live that way and realizing that you know there are things that just don't work. It just it just mm -hmm. did not feel right. Um, so I think my understanding and also, you know, many people in my community, their understanding of God's mission has deepened and it's broadened to, to understand it as God is here to help people to flourish, uh, mm. to, to really thrive. Um, he's here to, uh, do the work of redemption, uh, to, mm. to look at every single place in this world, every part of this world, what's broken and to, to renew that and to redeem that. And so that goes beyond just getting saved and going to heaven. It yeah. includes, you know, every part of your life and business impacts so many parts of life. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the products you create, the services that you provide, that all contributes to people's flourishing. And there's so much that is broken in the world. Um, yeah. And if businesses really can see the opportunity they have through the work that they do to be part of God's uh, mission in redeeming all things, then I think that just brings so much more. It's, it's just so much more compelling to me mm -hmm. and makes all aspects of the business that much more meaningful. Yeah, it's so much more, it's so much richer. <laughs> and so much, that's the way I want to live life, right? Having, seeing that intersecting every piece and every aspect mm -hmm. um, of your life. Uh, one of the things you even touched on there, uh, uh, space that you've been a part of, um, actually, we had the privilege of going through a series called Doing God's Business mm. um, with our bunch of actually a cohort of church leaders across Canada. And one of the things that we unpack from that resource is a hierarchy of occupations. And I thought yes. that was a very fascinating concept. It sounds like that was something that you went through a journey of realizing didn't exist or didn't need to exist. Do you want to share a little bit more about maybe what that meant for you? Yeah, yeah. I've had the privilege of uh, working with Dr. Paul Stevens, who is, you know, one of the pioneers of faith and work integration, yeah. was a longtime a professor at Regent College. That's kind of what he's known for. And he's, he kind of put together this Doing God's Business series. Um, but I remember first hearing, uh, taking one of his courses and him laying out this hierarchy of occupations that Christians believe in or used to believe in, where, you know, pastors and evangelists were at the very top. And then the maybe very, very it's top. kind of, yeah. yeah, maybe it's helping professionals after that, like doctors and nurses and teachers, because that's a very tangible way of helping people. And then, you know, other professions, and then maybe business people at the end, because they are greedy, uh, they're looking mm -hmm. for profits. And then, you know, at the very bottom, uh, just just under the business people, you know, those are those are your criminals and, and everything mm -hmm. else. So I think and I think I remember politicians being in there too, yeah. somewhere near the bottom. <laughs> yeah, pretty low. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I remember being in church and the way that this message is enforced or reinforced is that growing up in church, all the stories I heard from the pulpit, from the front, they were stories of missionaries. They were stories of pastors. And we never, ever got um, to hear about other professions and what they did yeah. and why their work was important. And so through just hearing those stories, oh, um, 
the best way to serve God is to go to Africa to be a missionary or, or to go to East Asia to, to become a missionary or, or to, to become a pastor or to join the ministry. Um, many people, I think, that I've talked to grew up with this sense that, yeah, the best thing they could do with their life is to choose a profession that allows them to do evangelism and discipleship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's slowly shifting where people are starting to understand, yeah, there's many different ways to serve God, um, yeah. many different professions and types of work. Um, and it's just answering that question, you know, why is that important? Why is my mm-hmm. work as a plumber or, you know, for me in marketing, why is that important to God mm-hmm. um, and to really believe in that? Yeah. And yeah, I, I love the point that you brought up. Um, I was actually, I don't know if it was on an interview or recently talking to as well about the, the narratives that are being perpetuated from whether it's platform narratives that are being shared, whether that's um, even stories that we tell ourselves as Christians of like, oh, your job is so much better. Like, oh, I mm-hmm. just do this. And even in our language and how we, yeah, how we uh, perpetuate those ideologies in our everyday life uh, is super fascinating. Yeah, for sure. So I'd love to hear, I know that you said things in your life have changed since understanding this missional business perspective where you're going from one employment very tangibly going from one space to then starting a business what did that transition look like for you to step into what you feel like God is really truly calling you to yeah well you know we left um our work my wife and I both were uh, missionaries with this organization both of us left around the same time and we thought what are we going to do Um, you know, what kind of skills do we have as a missionary that where we can kind of work somewhere else. And um, we had this blog at this time uh, that we were writing about marriage and parenting, and it was starting to kind of grow. And so Mm. we thought, oh, let's just blog for a year and see what happens. Maybe we can turn this blog into a business, into an income. Uh, Well, that didn't happen. Uh, We tried it lots of different things, but it didn't work out. But what did happen was we learned the skills to start a marketing company. And so mm. because we weren't making any money, we d- we learned how to create a website by ourselves. We learned social media. We learned how to do SEO and email marketing. And all, of, all of these things were like things that a marketing company does. And so right. kind of in that year, we had some uh, friends in our church come up to us and say, Hey, you know, you've got a website, you're on social media. Can you come help us with our business? Mm. And so that's how Coracle marketing was started and really was God opening the door for us to start a, a business that was actually going to make money and actually profitable. But at the same time, um, being able to do meaningful work, like working with entrepreneurs and helping them think through their purpose and think through mm-hmm. their vision and live that out through um, how they marketed. Yeah, yeah. What is some of the work that you're, um, I, I, this is not a question from me, but I love when this person I know asked this question, I think so many interesting answers come out. So I would love to know, what are you most proud of that you've done through your business over the last um, season in business? Uh, maybe a story or something that you can take away that you're yeah, really proud of in the last season. Yeah, I think, well, we're really proud of the, the way we've been able to learn how to help entrepreneurs and really serve them. Uh, gotten to a place where uh, we have, you know, lots of work, maybe too much work to do because um, people can recognize uh, the value we're able to add. But I think the other aspect of it is um, 
a discernment of uh, my own calling. Right. And, you know, back to Jeff Van Duzer's point, uh, purpose of business, you know, one of the purposes of business is to give meaningful work for employees. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, that includes myself. And so um, I think through these last 10 years, I've gotten clearer and clearer as to what is my own calling from God, who am I and, and how can I uh, be a part of uh, serving in his kingdom in the world uh, through my work, but also outside of my work. Um, and then what does it look like? What is the best way for me to live that out? And so one of the practices that um, we've done is um, just, it's kind of um, based on um, the prayer of examine, where mm. you reflect at the end of the day, uh, where you feel God close and where you feel God uh, far away. Mm. And so together with my team at the uh, beginning of every week, we would reflect together based on the past week's work yeah, and wow. to think, oh, what were the things that really brought me joy? What were those, you know, life-giving moments? Because that is really where God is present. Uh, and then what were mm. the things that were really life-draining? And so we would do this practice every week in our weekly meeting and kind of write it down. And over the course of, you know, a year as uh, we started doing this reflection, what I noticed was that the most life-giving moments for me were conversations with people. I, I love meeting with my clients. And whenever my schedule is full of these meetings, you know, three or four meetings, I would, I would look forward to the day, but I also would leave the day just really energized and excited and joyful. Mm -hmm. um, but whenever I had a day with no meetings and I just had to kind of sit down and do, uh, you know, write copy for marketing campaigns, uh, build a website, uh, uh, do kind of all the administrative stuff. Those were the times that I felt really kind of low um, mm, in terms drained. of my energy. Yeah, yeah it was mm -hmm. life draining for me. I would almost run out of energy by, you know, mm. early mid afternoon and just kind of be sluggish. And then I would leave the day just really tired. And mm. through kind of that reflection, um, and, you know, some discernment together with um, friends of mine, uh, I kind of understood it as, yeah, I, I continue to feel called to work with uh, entrepreneurs and individuals to help mm -hmm. them um, grow in their life, to help them um, deepen their understanding of um, their work, uh, the meaningfulness of their work and their place in God's kingdom. Yeah. Um, but maybe I'm less called to the specific work of marketing. And so that kind of realization led me to a shift earlier this year where I started um, thinking through, okay, what are ways where I can have more of these conversations with entrepreneurs and work with them more closely? And, and business coaching was an avenue for me to do that. And mm -hmm. so I started uh, getting, I've, I'm starting to work on my coaching certification and starting to offer coaching services to businesses. And it's kind of this shift that I'm making um, you know, I'm 41 years old this year, kind of, you know, mid-career, and I feel like it will allow me to live out my calling in a truer sense um, right. by doing this business coaching or more of it anyways in the future. Yeah, I, I love how practical that is, little tidbits in there, even just sharing about, hey, weekly understanding from your team what is energizing them and draining them. I think that's a 
great practice if somebody's not doing that listening to this right now try it <laughs> um and i'm sure that there was so much um wealth that came out of that from team growth and business all that fun stuff um i'd love to hear a little bit more as well with you about your uh, work with dr paul stevens maybe share a little bit more about what you guys have been up to i know you had a podcast with a couple series uh, seasons there uh, maybe if you want to share yeah just what that's that's looked like in that partnership and space yeah for sure mm -hmm. thanks so yeah dr paul stevens his whole I guess, mission in life is faith work integration to help mm -hmm. Christians understand how their work fits into God's kingdom, you know, from Monday to, to Saturday, uh, the non-Sunday days. And so he's really in the, the nearing the end of his career. He's officially retired, but still has energy to do work. And um, the team of us that are working with him, we're really thinking, you know, how do we help continue to build his legacy. And so right. some of those pieces are, you know, he's taught so many courses at Regent College. How do we make that teaching available to a wider audience? There's so yeah. many people, um, a lot of them, you know, in Africa and South America, in Asia that don't have access to these resources yet. And mm -hmm. so um, he's got connections in those places and they're looking for training material. And so we're kind of turning um, his courses into online courses uh, mm. so that, you know, other people can access that and, and really understand and learn about faith work integration, what the Bible says about that and what yeah. that looks like practically. Um, and then last, last year, we launched a podcast where he's interviewing, uh, he and I interview different people in various industries. You know, we interview a lawyer, you know, a business person, someone that works in nonprofit. We really ask them, what does it look like um, to integrate your Christian faith into your work? Um, yeah. What do you see as your mission as you work out practically, you know, in your everyday life? And so those have been really super interesting conversations. We even had a, a conversation with a pastor and he was talking about, you know, what does it look like to support people within their congregation in their work to help them understand the meaningfulness of their everyday work and how do we help people um, you know, discern what their calling is and understand yeah. what is God calling them specifically individually um, to mm -hmm. be uh, and what that looks like to live that out. Yeah, yeah. It's so such important work. And the like you said, the legacy, just talking about Dr. Paul Stevens. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see that as, as it continues to unfold and grow because he has so many resources that have mm -hmm. come from him. Um, every conversation the last couple of years, somehow in it, a quote from him comes out or have you heard of him or this uh mm -hmm. so yeah that's really exciting that you've been able to uh work so closely with him in those projects mm -hmm. yeah for sure and he's really excited because it seems like there's a new generation of people that really have this as part of their mission and so mm -hmm. we're starting to see people pop up all over the world um there's a guy in hong kong another guy in korea they're starting mm -hmm. to you know based on what they learn from paul starting to do their own small groups and starting to do their own teaching not just oh, wow. using paul's material but starting to create their own material and really mm -hmm. passing these lessons on to the next generation because that's going to look different um and that's going to feel different for yeah. for them as well so yeah. he's really excited to be supporting kind of this next generation of, of practitioners and and teachers and um you know people that are are hosting small group discussions in their churches and just helping uh, people understand more of you know this faith work integration and what that looks like mm -hmm. yeah i 
Oh, there's been so many little pieces here. Honestly, we could talk for hours on little, <laughs> little nuggets that you've shared here, but I'd love to know taking all of these different spaces and um, so many people listening to this are going, what do I do next? How do I, mm. how do I take this and then go um, take that into my, whether it's nine to five, my side hustle, my everyday yeah. life when kids are at school and I'm hustling, you know, what does that look like for them? So I would love to know what would your encouragement be for somebody that's maybe trying to wrestle with where their job is on that hierarchy, you know, trying to figure out what is God saying to me and for me? Um, what would your encouragement be for that person that's um, in that place today? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, yeah, I would say three things. First is to get an understanding of your own theology of work or theology of business. So mm. do some study, uh, do some reading and get your own understanding about what does it mean? Why is work important to God? Why is business important to God? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that provides a foundation for you to make those decisions. The second yeah. thing I would say is to discern what your calling is. And so uh, your calling is, you know, a very specific, unique, what is, who has God called you to be? And so this is an understanding of who you are, how God created you, um, you know, the passions in your life, uh, combining with kind of the skills that you have and the experiences that you have, and try to kind of narrow that down to a few words or a phrase. For me, it's, it's sort of three themes in my life. It's uh, community, its growth and its meaning. And those mm -hmm. I feel like represent uh, who God's made me to be and how like the best way for me to live out um, my uh, uniqueness in the world and serving others and being part of God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. and then I think the third thing would be to just develop some practices, some habits that would support you in your work. Um, whether that's, uh, you know, reflection, uh, quiet time, whether it's you know, meeting together with a mentor or a coach, or whether that's, you know, community, there are things um, on an ongoing basis that can support you and uh, yeah. help you recharge, renew, refocus, uh, so that you can really be effective in terms of living out your calling in your life. Mm -hmm. No, those are great. Thank you. Um, so one, two, three, if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, yeah, those are three great ways to jump into that and to dig into, yeah, what is God calling you to? What does that look like? How do you work that? And then how do you continue to iterate? And I love that you have those three words so you can continue to keep moving in one direction of what God's mm. called you to. It's reducing that mission drift we can even have in our very own lives. Um, so I love that. And personally, we'll be taking that away. I got to find my three words. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you so much, uh, Tim, just for sharing um, your wisdom, your experiences, um, and some next steps for some people listening to this today. Yeah, it's been great chatting with you today. Want to learn more about Canadian businesses mission? Check out our website at www.businessesmission.ca for free missional resources, our newsletter, and to join our virtual business community, the BAM Canada Network. We're here to gather and help you grow in your redemptive purpose. So why not check out our community? Your first month is on us.